welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. Creativity and commerce can prove to be elusive companions. This was the case with John Gore. You probably haven't heard of him, even though he was a steam power pioneer and a local mechanical virtuoso. In 1803, John Gore was born in Halifax, Vermont. He moved to Brattleboro and opened a blacksmith shop with his brothers. He also became very involved in the design and construction of steam boilers and engines. His mechanical genius became well known to many. Gore's reputation for building steam-powered systems grew to the point where, in the 1830s, he was hired by a Connecticut River shipping merchant to build engines and boilers for steamboats that transported freight between Springfield, Massachusetts and Hartford, Connecticut. He even traveled as far south as North Carolina to work on steamboats owned by Cornelius Vanderbilt. These ships would transport goods and people between New York and the Carolinas. In 1837, John Gore began traveling on Brattleboro Roads in a wood-fired, steam-powered carriage that he had been tinkering with for a few years. Inventors around the world were applying steam power to all sorts of creative devices. In the early 1830s, Vermont newspapers reported on steam-powered carriages that were in operation in Europe. This may have been where Gore got the idea to try his own version of a horseless carriage. Gore's vehicle was pretty basic. It was a two-seat carriage that was modified to accommodate the boiler system. He positioned a wood-fired, steam-powered two-piston engine in the back of the carriage, and the power was transferred to the rear wheels with a sprocket and chain. The rear wheels were about 5 feet in diameter, and the carriage could travel between 12 and 15 miles per hour. The firebox was located below the two cylinders. Gore needed to carry the necessary wood fuel in the carriage with him. The vehicle was very noisy and proved to be a great distraction to horses and oxen who were also traveling on the roads. A local newspaper article reported that, quote, this steam carriage met with a serious objection, unquote, from the townspeople. While the carriage could turn more easily than a wagon pulled by an animal, and it didn't require the services of a livery stable, most people did not want it on town roads. The horseless carriage was loud, smelly, moved too quickly, and spewed smoke everywhere. The article went on to explain that the only way this method of transportation could be safe for Brattleboro's streets would be to, quote, dispense entirely with horses, unquote. In the 1830s, this was an impractical suggestion. Gore had spent about $600 on his horseless carriage, and while there were advantages to the steam-powered vehicle, people were not ready to embrace the new technology. It would be another 12 years before a steam-powered railroad train would arrive in Brattleboro. After many complaints were lodged with the select board, it was decided that Gore would be liable for damages likely to occur from frightened horses who might append carts, wagons, and carriages. At one point, Gore was told that the only way he could travel on Brattleboro's roads would be if he had someone run ahead of the machine and honk a horn to warn the horse and oxen. John Gore operated the horseless carriage for almost a decade and used the vehicle to visit his relatives in Bernardston, Massachusetts. During one of his trips back from Bernardston, he drove off the edge of a Guilford Road and crashed his carriage when trying to avoid a horse-drawn vehicle coming from the other direction. Gore decided to abandon the carriage on the side of the road. When it was clear that he was not interested in repairing the vehicle, a local baker salvaged the steam engine and used it in his bakery for years. John Gore began with a blacksmith's shop in the 1830s and through the decades continued with various machine shops on Bridge Street and Canal Street. Gore was an inventive tinkerer. He worked with Ithiel Richardson to create what they called a, quote, atmospheric telegraph, unquote. 
This steam-powered pneumatic tube system could force paper and small packages quickly through an airtight tube from one place to another. Richardson would attempt to market the device as a new way to deliver mail from one town to another. This did not prove practical, but the technology was used on a smaller scale to better effect. Richardson would go on to propose a steam-powered hovercraft that could quickly move passengers and freight from one place to another over bodies of water. He sought investors for such a contraption, but this did not pan out. Gore's relationship with Richardson would sour, as they also worked on improving horse-drawn mowing machines for farmers. Farmers were looking for versatile cutting machines that would easily adjust for different crop cutting situations. Richardson and Gore each produced their own adjustable mowing machines. Each claimed the other had stolen patented ideas to create their new machines. This conflict resulted in lawsuits and newspaper ads declaring that Gore's green mountain mower was better than Richardson's model. John Gore would pass away in 1880 and is buried in the family plot at Prospect Hill Cemetery. During his last few decades, he focused on mowing machines and lived in the American house at the bottom of Main Street. His accomplishments were rarely mentioned in local publications until the automobile became an accepted form of transportation in the early 1900s. It was then that old-timers would tell stories of the wood-fired, steam-powered carriage that operated in the town 70 years earlier, and those stories would make their way into the local press. People remember John Gore as a tall, powerful man with quick wit, a mathematical mind, and a quiet demeanor. Astronomy was his major hobby. He built large steam engines to power buildings, like the Windsor State Prison. He also built large engines to power steamboats that traveled major waterways, like the Connecticut River and Atlantic Ocean. For his own enjoyment, he built a wood-fired, steam-powered carriage and used it to visit his folks in Bernardston. He never gained great financial rewards from his creations, but was remembered fondly as someone who was quick to help others solve mechanical issues that were troubling them. We'd like to thank Gilbert, Noah, Evan, Logan, Jordan, Charlie, Eliza, and Rose for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.